Welcome, welcome. This is our fourth series and our fourth session in our fourth series of Global Women's Voice for 2021. It is our last session. I'm really, really excited because I've actually made some dates for January and February for 2021, which I'm going to show you. This first slide, so welcome. There's Sedona there being absolutely adorable. Welcome to this. And our session today is we are talking about building emotional resilience now more than ever. And I think that um, it's a very, very appropriate, very, very appropriate topic. So I will introduce you to our core speakers. And what we've been doing is we have a, a core group of speakers, six of us. And then we sometimes, not always, but then we sometimes invite in a special guest. And today our special guest is from New York City, Andrea Flex. And I will actually specifically give her a really good introduction in a minute. So let's have a little preview. And I've put in last week's snippet. Last, Yeah, it was last week because we did two in a row. Normally we do these once a fortnight but we did it twice a week so that we could get out our four sessions for this series four. But I specifically put in the snippet from last week because it's such a contrast, but it's also this at the same, at the same time of what we're talking about today. So here is a little bit of a snippet from last week. I love this because there's, there's no agenda apart from connecting people, open-hearted conversation. I'm actually really emotional being here listening to all of you because I've been disconnected from myself. What other tools and tricks do you have up your sleeve that helps this creativity, this innovation to happen? Utilize software to help us to organize all the ideas and creativity. Our designers, they are developers, they are analysts, and people work tend to work from their brain tends to work from different, from right to left, left to right. You have potentially more business if you put yourself online. Those people, I could guarantee, have a good attitude. They are, they take, they carve out the time to be creative, to see and then analyse what's working and what's not working. You must have this kind of people in, in your life. Die, what you thought about it. You take some effort to, to, to put it out there. Yeah, thank you. A little bit of a different introduction than what I would normally do, but I think that it's appropriate for what we're going to be talking about today. So as I said, this is series four, it's session four, and that's the slide from last week. So I, I um, have already created some dates for January. And so our first Global Women's Voice in January 2021 is going to be Thursday, January 9 at 4.30 p.m. Perth, West Australian time. And what we do is we organise it so that this time, 11 a.m., is really appropriate for not so much New York, Andrea, but the US and Asia. And for, um, well, more the US, because it's, you know, at least it's a little bit of achievable. And then we do our 4.30 for Europe and Asia, New Zealand, Australia can sort of fit in with both. So that's why the two times 11 and 4.30. So next time it's 4.30 on the 9th of January. And we are talking about how to create your year from intention. And I just finished doing a stream yard where we we're just talking about how to start an, a year actually before the year starts. 
and I'm doing a program to actually help people flesh that out so that they are able to really define what it is that they want to achieve, but also achieve from what they personally need. And that's really what we're talking about today on so many different levels. So let me introduce you to some of our core speakers. Dr. Hilda Maldonado lives in Los Angeles. She is a medical doctor, but she's also a functional doctor. And she works specifically with people with weight loss and thyroid conditions. And she spoke maybe in the first session in series four. Regina is here with us today and Regina is from New Zealand. And Regina has been my backstop for maybe the past five years. And I'm able to practice and discuss. And so is she able to be with me so that we actually have built a very good trust foundation so that we are able to develop our online skills together which is very, very cool. Rosemary is from just out of Mombasa in Kenya. I don't know if you know Kenya at all. And Rosemary probably won't be here today because there was something that was awful, so awful that happened in her little village that there was a murder. And I think that Kelly, you you can you received this message as well on our private WhatsApp group and Regina. And I think for me, when this came through, on the WhatsApp, I, it really concreted why I do this, why I run Global Women's Voice globally, really globally, because it really does show that our cultures are so different and yet we all look the same. We all have blood running through our veins. We all have emotions. They're all the same emotions. And yet there are some really difficult situations that people like Rosemary in a country like Africa have to endure. And I think it really did put my life in perspective when she told us that story. So Rosemary won't be here today, but I send her love and um, my blessings for, to her today. Hilda um, Hema is in, she's a psychologist like Kelly. They work in very different areas and she lives in London. And of course, here we have the gorgeous, gorgeous Kelly, who is one of the core speakers for today. And she's very apt at being able to share her experiences and her skills and her processes and I also do I have her book right here yes I do of course Kelly has just become can I see myself so I can see where the book is positioned yeah Kelly just launched her amazing empowered mind you can get this from Amazon and I would highly 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 recommend it if you are any human being on this planet you may have seen um, Kelly's book launch that um, I helped to facilitate, I suppose, or at least I introduced her. I hope I did a really good job for her. But I think that, yes, if you are, first of all, want to support Kelly, but also be able to learn her specific skills and her story. Her, her story is totally unique. So Kelly, welcome today. We have a surprise because we have a surprise. Oh, it's me. <laughs> it's me. I'm the surprise. <laughs> Go to the next slide. <laughs> Andy Flex. Now, this is the first time I've met Andy. So, Andy, yes. welcome. Happening, happening live. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, well, 
all it was all about Kelly recommending you. And I would take Kelly's recommendation on anything that she recommends to her because I totally trust her. And Kelly is really my person in Perth that we are building this trust and this whole this foundation for us, right? So that we we can be again be growing our businesses and be growing ourselves at the same time. And it's so beautiful to have somebody in Perth that I can do that with. So welcome, Andy. So can we start with you? Can we? Can you give us a bit of a background? Can you tell us who you are? It's 11 p.m. there, right, in New York City? Um, it is. I'm actually, I'm right now, I'm in Newport, Rhode Island, which is just a little bit north of New York City. On the, I'm, I'm on the water, so I got out of the concrete jungle during this craziness. Um, it is quarter after 10. So, and this, I was just thinking, I was like, this is so cool because it's actually, you are, it's the 10th where you are and the 9th where I am. <laughs> that doesn't happen every day. <laughs> Technology is cool. Um, yeah, so I am, I'm an artist. I'm a singer songwriter and I'm also uh, an astrologer. And I, what I have really appreciated about everything, all the crazy that's gone on in 2020 is it really put a pause on everything. And I got the space myself to really be able to define what it is that I wanna go out into the world and express. And to me, the imagination and art and a sense of getting back to just creative play has been so lost in our society because we're kind of just always in this hustle bustle to go somewhere, get somewhere. So when, when we got the opportunity, as hard as it was, <laughs> as hard as it was to sit still in a world that just doesn't ever stop moving, <laughs> You know, I felt very blessed because I got the opportunity to really go into those spaces and remember what it is to just let, you know, the, their inner child is the buzzword. You know, we say like, heal your, heal your inner child, connect with your inner child, all of these things. And sometimes it's just, you, you hear people say it and you read it and you see these things and you're like, what does that actually mean? You know, and connecting in that space is really being able to, I think you said in the description of what this workshop was about, it's, it's about being able to connect to what it is you're actually feeling in any given moment. We don't have the space to be able to do that. We're just going, going, going. We don't, we don't often allow ourselves the time to be able to sit in that creative sense of, of play in that spirit of kind of like what it is to be a kid again, a kid again and connect there and define what it is we're actually feeling and what we want to say and what we want to create for ourselves and in the world with it. And that's a really precious thing. And I believe everybody was put here, you know, with, with a pearl for lack of a better word. So, so Andy, can I ask you a question? Do you facilitate this level of connection and creativity through your music? Because I don't know you. Oh yeah. Well, yes, I do. I do. I have, I do a lot of different things. So 
mainly, I think um, I love the art of storytelling and there's storytelling in my music. And I'm, I'm really, I love astrology is, is a medium for me because that also deals with storytelling. You're, you're going back and you're looking at the archetypes and the myth and as above, so below. And as that person said at the beginning in the introduction about connection, about how we're so disconnected, we're disconnected from nature too. And we have, you know, these cosmos above us that are ultimately in these processes that create our life processes down here. And we're so disconnected from that. And astrology is a really great way for me to understand some of the feelings. Um, beautiful. Thank you. Us to now. Thank yeah. You. Yes. Thank you. And welcome. Really, really a big welcome My today. Um, Regina, can we stop the share and go to so that we see, so everybody can get the person in the big screen? now that we've introduced our speakers, which I prefer to do at this stage when Kelly and Andy are actually sharing these strategies, I love to be able to see the person in big. So they're like really here with us rather than little boxes. Um, beautiful, thank you. So now I have um, Kelly on, this, on the screen. And some of you, if you don't know this, if you want to go and pin somebody up in the top right-hand corner of the person that you want to pin, you can go to the three little dots in the top right-hand corner of their box and you can go pin video. So if I wanted to see Chin T. Lee right at the moment, I would go to her, the box that she's in, and then you can go pin. So then when somebody's specifically speaking, I feel that they are more with us. So I hope that that helps, yeah. So um, Andrea, and I'm going to pin you. <laughs> um, can you tell us like three strategies that you have used yourself to help you to be more emotionally resilient right now in this time, in this crazy time, and especially being in the US, I think that us being in Kelly and I, and, and um, I think it's Andrea, is if we're in Perth, we're a little, we are really fortunate. We're quite isolated here. So can you tell us what you're doing for yourself? Well, my biggest thing has been the word allowing. Just like that, like <laughs> that word kind of opened itself up to me <laughs> during all of this, it, it actually like unlocked. I was like, oh, this is what it means. You know, because th this year has just been, I think we can all relate to this. Like it just, it just is like a cosmic two by four. It's just like, bam, 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 bam. There's literally no way to see where to step your foot. <laughs> At least that's how I feel right now. It's just like my, every industry that I'm involved in is just completely melting. You know, I do a lot of performing. I perform at weddings and concerts and classes and all these things. And we're not gathering anymore and I'm not a very technical person so my world really has been a bit turned upside down and um it's I think because the society that we're living in is so fast-paced all the time we don't really get a chance a lot to really like stop and throw a temper tantrum <laughs> because like when things fall apart it's hard it's hard and there's a lot that happens. It's, it's like, you know, when a, when a star has a supernova, 
It's a chemical process and it's an explosion. And when we're having emotional reactions to the entire world falling apart and not having really the sense of control that we're used to, we don't know, we never really know what's going to happen next. But when it's like really in your face like that and it's attacking, you know, the world you've built, the world we've built, the world we've built for ourselves and collectively, um, it's, it's a lot. And I realized how much I just have been pushing things down, you know, and even, even like for me, things are so packed all the time that sometimes even just doing the healthcare things, the meditation and, and all of that feels really like, okay, so this is my allotted time to be able to do this, you know, and it, it's still sort of structured. So this time for the first time, I think in forever, it was just allow it. Like whatever happens, whatever you're feeling, just, just allow it. If you need to just start to feel things. And sometimes I do actually physically throw little temper tantrums in my own little sanctuary in isolation. You know, I will let myself flop on the floor and scream and writhe around and just let my body do whatever it wants to do. You know, there's no judgment. Nobody else is watching me. It all comes out, you know, you're feeling it, you're having that expression and it's, it's an, an allowing and having that, I think cultivating the ability to allow things to be and Oh gosh, like the word surrender is so overused, you know, it says surrender and it's like, no, I'm, I'm hanging on for dear life, you know? So for me, there was the acknowledgement too, that the, that the word to allow works better for me. And we all have, we all come from different containers. We have different emotional capacity and not just one thing works for everybody. And I think it's important right now to be able to say like, okay, well, yeah, that's a powerful tool maybe for somebody else, but that's not resonating. And being an emotional person and having that connection and being in touch with your emotions, you're able to navigate your way through those things. Also, you know, like if you're trying something, it doesn't feel great, but you know, 700,000 other people said it changed their life. When we're connected, you know, that intimately, to our emotions and to our feelings, they become like superpowers and we can use them. So that's another thing that I've tried to just get really quiet and start to figure out like, huh, you know, I'm feeling this, I'm actually feeling it. Why is it there? What is it? And the third thing is really powerful, I think is, is personal storytelling and just playing around reframing and just writing rewriting, you know, my own narrative. Like I, I personally believe like we are dreaming the world. You know, it sounds childish sometimes. I don't know if it was ever big in Australia, but do you remember the movie, The Neverending Story? It was like a, a like an eighties movie. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that whole world was built on the dreams of human beings. And then they stopped humans, children stopped dreaming and the nothing came and destroyed it. And, you know, that movie, like when I, I saw that, like recently as an adult, and I was like, that is deep, <laughs> you know, like we're, we're, we're really, we're dreaming the world and we have to be able to get in touch with our imaginations and allow ourselves the space to be able to say, all right, I really am writing the story of my life. We really are collectively writing the story of our lives. How do I want it to go? 
where do I want to channel these emotions into? You know, how do I, you cast yourself as the hero in your own story. And, you know, I've done it like shamelessly. There's tons of rewrites, you know, I'm just kind of throwing myself into, like I was saying before, just creative play, allowing yourself to just be in the moment, allow whatever is happening. And it's such a simple thing and simple, but not easy. <laughs> but, but now we're at this, that we're at the apex of this, like, amazingly beautiful opportunity to go back and reconsider what our values are as human beings and what we want to contribute. And um, to me, that creativity and like having that sense of curiosity, like you would as a child and recultivating that and getting back in touch with, with that has been the greatest gift for me. And I, you know, I, I, I think it's incredibly important. <laughs> <laughs> and art and music and all of those things are not appreciated as much anymore. And we've kind of like, we're bowing our heads to technology and it can be a beautiful, beautiful tool. I mean, look at this. I'm connected to you halfway across the world. Like that is amazing. It's, it's absolute, it's innovative, but emotions are what, and soul and heart and connecting in those spaces is, is what makes us human. That's what separates us from the machines that are like ultimately kind of taking over the world. And if we can't connect to our emotions, if we can't name them, if we can't allow them to express themselves through us, you can't reach that place, you know, where you can dream yourself into the future and create a better world for everybody. So, um, and that our imaginations are sparked through art, through song, through dance, through creative play. You know, we love drama. We love to feel things. Like that's why we sit in front of the TV and binge watch Downton Abbey and Game of Thrones and all of these things. It's because we're, you know, we want to have those channels. We want to feel. And to create and get be able to get back to that place and to, to really like educate children and allow those spaces in them too as we're moving forward and we're rethinking how education is going. That's how we're going to move forward out of this, you know? And so that, that's that been the biggest thing for me is getting back in touch. And I know going out into the world, you know, as things, as we continue to move forward and just trust and put one foot in front of the other, I know that that's um, a huge part of what I want to do with my art and with my music is to just, you know, have it touch that place in people so that they can go out and create their own version of that. So... Thank you very much. And I love, I love so many points that you said. Does, any, does anybody have any questions or comments or, you know, similarities to what Andy was saying? I think I'm going to jump in because mm. I, we are constantly telling stories, right? We're constantly speaking to people. We are constantly reaffirming a reality or a potential or a possibility. But rarely are we doing that from a space that is conscious, mm. that is with a strong intention and an alignment to create what we actually desire. Mm -hmm. so oftentimes, and I see this clinically as well, oftentimes people are so attached to these stories, but they don't understand where they came from. 
what's limiting them. Um, and that they also have the option to let some of those stories go much easier said than done. But when you have the intention of letting it go, you, you know, you go down a different pathway of healing, right? So um, it's about how can we engage as adults, you know, children are a different, different population, but how can we engage as adults in a way that we can consciously create our stories with intention? for our highest good. And I think my comment on that is, for me, I have had to go through a journey of allowing, like uh, Andy was saying, <clears throat> allowing the acceptance of what has happened to give me the direction of my future from that allowing. Mm so that I could heal and I have healed and I was able to identify those feelings at that time and I still have them and I still get triggered. And But for me now, I realise that once I have accepted where I have been and I've accepted what that label is, it, it just makes it so much easier. Yeah. And it creates a flow. And I think that if we, if for me, you know, when I think of emotional resilience, what had, what that has done for me, when I think of that, is that term, it's like self-acceptance, which has led to more self-love, more unconditionally self-love by, by me being able to label my feelings. And that's part, ultimately, that's part of emotional resilience. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, but there's a lot of steps in there and there's a lot of realizations and there's a lot of activities that I felt that I have had to go through and a lot of road bumps and a lot of challenges that I have had to engage in, you know, to, to, give, me the, to give me that clarity. So, ha so happy now at 61 that I have gone through those, but it's not an easy journey. And I think that sometimes, like both of you have said, this mindfulness and the, you know, the language that that's bantered out there now, we take it for granted that that's what's happening, but we, there's still, there's no shortcuts here. And Di, a question directed at you for our audience is how have you overcome those challenges? all of those little steps to, that get you to that space of self-acceptance? Um, I don't think that there's any, like Andy said, I, don't, I think we all create our own road, roadmap and we all have our own path. And I think that one thing that Andy said that really stood out to me that I have kept and I teach is how can I exper experiment? And is my experimentation from a place of willing to go forward even if I don't know and I never know I never know what the outcome is going to be and so if I was to say to somebody you know trying trying to answer your question there's many many steps and we all have a very different pathway and we all have different tools and some people choose not to gain tools and specialized education to heal where we have come from for that self-acceptance for that self-labeling with no judgment, like Andy was saying, there's no judgment, you know, you can throw a tantrum, but what's happening in that tantrum? For me, that's important for me now. Mm. I hope that sort of answered your question. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, um, Kelly, I know that you, this is your specialized field and you see, you, you see the big stuff in life. You see reality. You know, I work with a lot of people, but I don't see the nitty gritty of the pain. Mm. When you, and especially now, you know, I, I just believe that the energy right now on the planet has gone absolutely crazy. What, what, when you, when you think of your clients now and you think of yourself and you think of what you've just been through with this book, an enormous achievement, what, what are some of the things, maybe three, three strategies that you would give as tips? Mm. So one of the things that I think I want to talk a little bit about before we go into the strategies. Yeah. People, people have a really bad habit of having strategies that they use when things are going wrong. And then when things are going okay, they let all of those strategies go by the wayside and, um, and then something will happen and it just blows up in their face and they take so many steps backwards when that happens. So prevention is a massive part of something that I preach so that you can, and the way that I sort of describe it is, if you asked me to run 10 kilometers right now, I would probably struggle, right? But if I start to train myself, if I start to run a kilometer a day, right? And then I up it the next week and then I up it a little bit more, you know, four, five, six weeks down the track, I'm likely to run 10 kilometers. And then if there is a situation, an emergency that's going to require me to run those 10 kilometers, I'm going to be more prepared if I've been training rather than if I haven't. Right, so that is a really crucial part of emotional resilience that a lot of people forget. They think they should be able to deal with a situation really calm and composed when they've done no training, right? So some of the things that you guys have already identified are really important and that is identifying and sitting with your feelings. What am I feeling? Why am I feeling triggered? Um, what part of me is reacting to the situation. So that essentially falls into the umbrella of self-awareness, tuning into yourself. And as Andy said, when we are so busy and we are in a world that is such fast paced, we very rarely get the opportunity to actually stop and, and you know, take stock of where we're at, what we're feeling, right? And sometimes it hits us uh, and it seems to come out of nowhere. And that can be really challenging to deal with. So tuning in and having a sense of self-awareness and having a sense of self-awareness in terms of what thoughts am I having about myself in the situation? What feelings are rising? What things or situations, people or places are triggering me, right? And understanding and allowing yourself to feel those sensations, sit with the emotions, because we are too quick to avoid, distract, repress, right? So sitting with your emotions, regardless of how uncomfortable they are, is a skill. And it's a skill that I urge everyone to master. Because if you don't do it consciously and consistently, when those emotions accumulate to a point where it's too much for the body to handle, they will explode. And when they explode, it's going to hurt so much more than sitting with them when you decide to. And that might just be five minutes a day. 
So having self-awareness and allowing yourself time and space to sit and feel those things. And then two things that I really, really base a lot of my work on is when we are constantly stressed, when we are in constant fear, anxiety, uh, social pressures, internal pressures, we are producing too much cortisol, which is the stress hormone. And we are not allowing the central nervous system to calm down. So I get people to do two things that are aimed at calming down your central nervous system, whether that's meditation, whether that's breath work, whether that's journaling, um, singing, uh, painting, coloring in, anything that has the intention of you being present with yourself in a calm space. And the importance behind that is because you want to start to create neural pathways in your brain that make it familiar to be in your body in a calm way. Because the brain loves familiarity and it will go towards what is most familiar. So if you're familiar with being highly strung and neurotic all the time, that's what the brain is going to go towards because it's familiar. So creating things that are really aimed at Lowering that cortisol level is really important. So something that's calming and soothing. The other thing that I really encourage is exercise. And I think I talk about this in my book. If the benefits of exercise could be put in a pill and sold, it would probably be the best-selling pill in the world. Seriously. Right? So, and the reason why exercise is so incredibly important is it allows you to have a different relationship with your body. It allows you to lower the levels of cortisol and it allows you to begin to secrete serotonin endorphins. Um, especially if you are exercising outside and you have access to nature, you get the added benefits of being connected to nature as well. And it can be really refreshing for your cognitive capacity. So when we're looking at a time of added stress and we're looking at a time where everyone is having external pressures whether that's COVID, whether that's Christmas, whether that's family, whether it's the end of the year, whatever it is, we need to increase activities and things that are going to calm the central nervous system down and secrete the chemicals that you want so that you have the cognitive capacities available to deal with the stress and the stuff that's going to be thrown at you, which is probably going to be exacerbated at this time of year. Thank you. Very, very, very specific. See how I told you she was good. <laughs> Does anybody have a specific or general question to Kelly from what she just said? Because she just said a lot. I, I'm just like, throw a temper tantrum in your living room. <laughs> that's fine. <that's> <laughs> she broke it down. <laughs> she did break it down. Yes. But remember, it's like what Kelly said at the beginning. She's got these specific skills that she can share in a specific area. And I think that that's one really big takeaway. You know, is that go to somebody that has specific skills as to when you realize that this is the toolbox that you want to start to fill up. 
if you want to fill up a toolbox to help emotional resilience, then you would absolutely go to somebody like Kelly who has these specific skills and then experience to back it up. And I think that was that would be one of my tips is like, what is the toolbox that you want to fill up? If it happens to be emotional resilience toolbox, then you need we need skills to be able to run that 10K. Mm. Or like the, the video that I put at the beginning of this session is, you know, that that woman, Felicia from, I think she lives in LA now, but she's a she came comes from Singapore. She specifically spoke about going from offline to online in the corporate arena. And so she has a lot of skills to fill that toolbox up for us. And I think now specialised education is such, a, such an important activity that we, we need to engage in. And then to find people that aren't simply taking from somebody else's hearsay they are actually sharing it from a position that they know that it works for them and the people that they work for because they have the, the distinctions, which is what Kelly just, just demonstrated so beautifully just there. I think Annette has a question. Does she? Can I ask a question? Um, I love what you both said, and I, I like the fact that you both said the same way. Kali sits with her emotions and Andy thrashes them out on the floor. And I like both images very much. Um, I think I'd like to thrash, but I'm not sure I could even do it if I was by myself. Um, <laughs> I've, I've got a question about um, sitting with your emotions, going sort of being present in your emotions and I can understand that that's really important. What I would like to ask is how do you balance that with when you're trying to enforce different neural pathways so that those emotions no longer are your go-to emotions. So how do you balance the sitting with and don't make it a continual reinforcement of the old pathways? <clears throat> I'm happy to take that. Um, so great question, Annette, um, because I think a lot of people watching will also uh, really value that. And I think when you are looking at emotion regulation and, and resilience, we're looking at an ability to consciously dedicate a, a space of time, say, I'm going to dedicate the next 15, 20 minutes to going through these emotions understanding what it is that I'm feeling, understanding where in my body I'm holding that, if there's like an energetic um, space that is causing pain or like fear or something, and then implementing your technique, whether that's, okay, I'm going to do five minutes of breath work or guided meditation or something, and capping it, right? Because what you want to do is you want to be able to have the self-awareness that it's happening, allow yourself to feel the sensation, sit with it, be mindful with it, treat it like a, a child part of yours, right? So, you know, you're sitting with your broken, you know, scared little girl and then you're, you know, grabbing her hand and you're running, you know, all right, we're going to breathe, right? We're going to breathe. We're going to do some guided meditation. And then the beautiful art of letting it go. So you time it, you say, okay, I can only, and you have to be, this is part of your self-awareness. You have to know, 
what it is that you are capable of processing so that you don't open floodgates in a way that you are not prepared to deal with or don't have the right support to deal with if you're doing it on your own, which is why I often do really deep work with my patients in session and ask them not to do that at home because we don't know what kind of Pandora's box we're gonna open up, right? So when you are doing stuff at home, you want it to be slow and steady, but you also want it to be consistent so that the floodgates don't open. And that's one of the reasons why consistency is so important. Because if you never tune in and you've got a little girl that's been wanting your attention or a little boy inside that's been wanting your attention for 30 bloody years, right? And then you finally give it attention. It can be really intense. So I want you to think about, you know, what would it be like to have a family reunion and you've had absolutely no contact with this person and it's just charged with so much emotion it can be like too much for someone to cope with so you want to make sure that you slowly start to make contact with that part of you with those emotions Thank you. timing it is really important mm. and also the other thing before we close that is letting people know that you love and trust sometimes when you are going through a difficult moment is very important because we energetically hold space for each other. And that is also a massive part of emotional resilience. Yeah. Can I ask a question? Hmm. For Annette? Oh, yes. Yeah. Is what, when, when you're going, when, when you're trying to balance your experiences, like when you're, when you're sitting with those emotions, Hmm. what do you do in your life that brings you joy or like what hmm. if you know what like what would you choose to do if, if you didn't have if, if you're setting aside time like Kali said if you're setting aside 15 or 20 minutes to whether it's guided meditation or to go through your process or whatever that means to you if you had those 20 minutes to do anything at all that you wanted what would you choose to do like what is it that would make your heart sing what would you put like it like that that passion and compassion and all those things that are building up inside of you what would you choose to do with it for me I have to to part of processing it part of letting it flow is putting it into an action yeah. or or a process it's it's the it's the doing and it can be so simple too it can be like it I work um, not so much anymore, but I, I spent many years as a doula, so a, a birth assistant. And when I would meet with my clients, I would have them, I would ask them to draw a picture of what their perfect birth experience would look like. And we'd use crayons, you know, because it's just, a, it's a simple thing that we do when, 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 we're, when we're kids. And it, 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 it opens, just the simple act of doing something, picking up a pen and just doodling or whatever, just something that just gets things flowing or moving. You don't, I don't, I don't know for myself that it's necessary to really think too much about it. It's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling this, I'm allowing it. What can I do right now to move it? Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. It's a bit rambly, but. Yeah, no, thank you. It does. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think maybe playing piano, but that's so um, intellectually busy that you don't really have much time. I mean, there's lots of emotions that you get when you're playing music, but it's probably not sitting with one emotion enough. Um, but that's that would probably be it for me, playing piano. Yeah. And for me, um, my but going hearing Kelly is and sort of even referring referring back to her original question to me is that over the years and I've said said already that my, the big thing for me was experimentation I started to learn the skills I started to learn the skills when I knew that I was skillless when I had a baby girl that was a day old and a five-year-old daughter mm. uh, it hit me like a ton of bricks that I was totally skillless to be able to be a mum. I didn't have a role model as a mum that I knew that I could be better. And so I started to I started to gather skills. Well, now that's 40 years ago. So I have spent a lot of time building skills and tools and really at times bashing myself up because I didn't keep to a routine. And now when I'm stuck and you get and I and I get triggered all the time, you know, we we, we live in, we live in a real world. And when I do get triggered, it's like for me, what I do is I I want to label that feeling. And however long that takes. And that could take two seconds and it could take five days. And I am just committed to getting a really clear label or scenario story experience of where that feeling comes from what that feeling is and then I aim to get an answer and a new pathway from that feeling and that's what I have learned over the years that I am I'm committed to that I just I, I know that we are human beings and we have feelings and we're going to get stuck and there's going to be challenges and it was imperative for me to be able to bring up my kids without yelling and screaming and crying and, and maybe even hurting them. I didn't know because I was so um, emotionally unskilled at that time. So I hope that helps you also. And on a, on a, on a broad thing, I'm not talking specifics here of exactly what I do, but I'm certainly, I certainly want to get that label of that feeling. And I would recommend if you don't know how to do that, you're obviously already being, Helped by Kelly. What happens, Di, when you label a feeling? What happens to you? It gives me a, um, a feeling of relief because I feel as if then I can then identify where it has come from. And for me, when I learned, I learned a lot of my skills from a man by the name of Bob Hoffman in the 80s. And I spent a lot of time in his program through the 80s and the beginning of the 90s. And his whole philosophy was um, appreciate where you have come from, get to know where you came from through meditation and through guided meditations and through specific internal, you know, visualizations. And then start to label that and then start to develop a different way of being able to picture yourself in the real life, in the real world. And so for me now, when I get stuck and I, I, I do label the feeling, I feel a sense of relief. Mm -hmm. 
even though I feel pretty angry or disappointed or sad or just unloved, rejected, not included. I aim then to create a new way of visualizing myself at that time. And now over the years, sometimes it doesn't come quick because sometimes you get triggered and it takes days. But I now have that ability because I have been consistent. And I think that that was one thing that you said, Kelly, that's so important. Yeah. Once you start to get the skills, you just got to keep practicing for that 10K run because life happens. It is a toolbox. You know, I really love the way that, and this is Kelly and I doing this here. I don't know if you know what's going on, but um, Kelly and I actually met on the dance floor, the swing dance floor. (laughs) (laughs) And it was a really fun time. And we would look across the room, we'd know exactly what we talked, what we what we were thinking, and we didn't really even have a lot of conversation. But there is this way of being able to hold a space so that people can actually identify what's going on. I don't know if you've been aware of your breathing slower while this is happening. That you're actually quite present, more unusually present than you usually are during this time. So I think it's um, a remarkable space that when people are connected, like Andy went into, when people are really connected, there is this space that's created. And we, we do it online. I've seen it time and time and time again. Do you have a comment for that, Kelly? Because I think it's, a, it's again, a skill. I think... <clears throat> Without being too woo-woo... Yeah, yeah. I could go quite where we're here, but I'm I'm trying not to, which is why I hand you, handed you the baton. Um, I think when people gather with the same intention, and uh, they take the time out, like every single one of us, I'm sure everyone that is here is busy, and I'm sure everyone that's going to replay is busy. But everyone that has taken the time to be present right here, right now, has been called for some particular reason. And when you connect to that space, I think we connect to things that are bigger than our minds and our bodies. And that sense of connectedness I believe allows your brain heart coherence to increase. And by allowing your heart brain coherence to increase, you naturally go back into a more beautiful, balanced state, almost like as if you are being held by the, the energy of the universe, which is a balanced energy. Right? So And then that gets sort of passed on to everyone that is connected to that space. I think that people can't not connect to that space. And that's what happens here. Mm. 
And I think the other thing is that you touched or you touched on and, to, and I want to build on is you said, you know, to have that similar same intention. And I think that intention is purely to share. We're not here selling anything. We're not here being rah, rah, rah. We are here simply with no agenda, which is what was put in the video at the beginning to share. And if we could take one or two of these things away, or even if right now this benefits our body, and I know, I know that I can depend on Regina, I can depend on Kelly to help to hold that space, mm. to make this, uh, uh, you know, just a beautiful space. I mean, isn't that all we want? We want to have a really good day and do really good work. This is not rocket science, but for somehow it's pretty damn hard most of the time. because there is no competition. We're just talking about things that really matter with a label of emotional resilience today. And I think that has allowed us to breathe, to be present, that's it. And if someone takes away distinctions on that, wow, I think I've done my job. Because mm. that's a lifelong school and part of your emotional resilience toolbox. And I think there's so much value in being able to sit in a space that has no agenda. I think some people find it very difficult because they're looking for the agenda. There is no agenda here. We are simply sharing for the betterment of the planet. And that makes some people very, very uncomfortable. And it's quite beautiful because from uncomfort comes comfort with consistency. Yep. And often people say to me, Gee, you don't jump in. You know, why, why do you leave the space? This is why I leave the space. Because <laughs> nobody leaves spaces. We all want to just, as Andy was saying, we live in such a busy world. Let's go, 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 go. But this is exactly what we're saying. If we're not, if we're not able to do what we're saying, as in carve out time and leave space for ourselves and be able to start labeling our feelings and breathe if we're not doing that right now and demonstrating it what's the point of even being here mm. it's just here saying like everything else that seems to be happening And there's magic in that. That's all there is. <laughs> we make up everything else. I would love to hear from anybody that's maybe a little clear on what you're taking away. From this tiny little bit of time, 
Oh, golly. If I may. Yes, please. <laughs> that was a face. Could you tell? <laughs> um, I love the shared experience and seeing women who look so together tell me that they get triggered makes me feel that they're, they're but by the way, Kali is never woo-woo. <laughs> Kali could not be woo-woo if she tried. That hard brain coherence through social connection, I think it's huge. Being around people who understand your reactions and hold them, hold you while you're going through them. Um, when you guys were just talking, I'm an academic, I lecture and over the last 10 years, I've been more and more concerned about the lack of resilience in my students, the lack of space that they tolerate. And so what I'm taking away is that this is just a, a thing that we have in our society at the moment. And I'm continually looking for ways to help my students um, learn, not understand what learning is about and to actually do it. So it goes into my personal life, but also my professional life. So thank you all. That's been really, um, really illuminating and lovely to feel connected. Thank you. Thank you, and that's quite different, isn't it? Puts a great big smile on your face. And something I wanna say in response to what Annette said is, and this is one of the reasons why I wrote part of the memoir in my book, because we all look together, right? But we've all had our dose of hardship. And how you deal with that hardship is what makes you end up having a mind-body that ultimately is together, right? But as Di mentioned, we are human. We will get triggered. We do go through stuff. And I'm gonna share something um, because it's really pertinent. I went through a really, really challenging morning. Really, really challenging. Really, really big stuff. And I reached out to Di and um, and that reaching out was, I trust you're going to hold space for me because I'm really struggling this morning, right? And that is part of emotional resilience. Leaning on your tribe and trusting that people will hold you back. And acknowledging your feelings and going through your tantrum and having a cry and putting yourself together and, you know, going through the emotions, doing your breathing, doing your exercise, doing whatever it is that you need to do to get yourself together. But it's about consistently doing that and not allowing the challenges to ever define you. But we need to understand that part of the magic that unfolds here is because we are connecting. So when I share with Di that I'm struggling, I suddenly feel that someone knows that my heart might be heavy. And that connecting alleviates it immediately. Like Di was saying, when you identify the feelings, 
you feel a sense of relief. And I didn't need it. You know, Di and I didn't have a conversation. But we, you, just, you just connect, right? You share it. Um, so that's really important because that is part of ultimate emotional resilience, knowing when to ask. And sometimes it's knowing when to ask for support or for help or for just, just kind of going, hey, hey, this is rough. And I need you to know, and, and I don't need to, you to do anything, but I just need you to know that this is rough and my heart is heavy. That's it. Thank you both. That's great. Pleasure. A great pleasure. And, and for me, uh, I can only reiterate what Kelly has just said, mm. is that I probably I probably reach out way more. I know I reach out way more than I used to because I always thought I was brought up as, as the oldest of six boys. So I, I always had to do everything myself, make everything happen and then fix it when it broke. And probably the last 15 years, I've realized that, gee, I don't need to do this by myself anymore. I've learned how to share what I feel with my kids, which is a major breakthrough for me major and for be able to say to kelly at times oh wow oh wow can you just give me a hug because i really really need a hug right now because we are all human and i think that to build a toolbox for emotional resilience is it's there is there is no option but to so I think, Annette, for your students, that message, if you if for me, that's that's what my message is, you know, how how do people get to do what they value, which can which is so big because people don't even know what a value is. And then how can they ask what they need? They don't know it because they don't know what they need because they don't label their feelings. Mm -hmm. yeah. They have no clue. For me, that is what I'm going to work on, I think, trying to develop this, getting students to ask and to share when they are in trouble because they don't do that. And if they can start doing that with me or with another student or with their demonstrator, their feelings are relieved and they can get tools for working through what they need to do. Mm. So that's great. Thank you. Fantastic. I have a free workbook that you can download on my website. Mm -hmm. I'll put a link to here that allows people to identify what are your values? What would you do if you weren't stressed or afraid or scared? Or, um, mm -hmm. And it might be good, you know, if you feel that that could be of benefit for your students, please feel free to download that and, and share that around because it's just a tool to increase self-awareness. Yeah, thank you. Mm. That's fantastic. Thank you. And I have a link on my website that's just called Gifts. Mm. And on there is a sheet that I have put, what are, what are the basic needs to help to inspire people to give them words? Because most people don't have words to fit into what they are feeling. Mm. And words to what is a value. Mm. 
And that is PDFs. You can go straight down. It's just sitting there on my website as gifts. Thank you. And to start. Yes. Yes. Chintili, I'd love to hear from you. Um, well, thank you for sharing. It's pretty interesting because I think, uh, Dai, you are a living embodiment of all whatever you have said. Uh, not only being self-awareness, uh, which is really very good, but you have also developed a routine, a system, you know, like a morning routine and certain routine of uh, habits. And that is actually linked to what Kelly mentioned of having your neural pathway already ingrained within you. So much so that you can always take on whatever problems. Yes, you, you may need hugs, but I think you are strong, very, very strong. And you have that strong resilience within yourself. It's because you have already built up your own self-awareness. And this is my perception of you here, Ty, that you have a very strong self-awareness. And with that kind of routine that you have set up, you have already hardwired your neural system within you. And therefore, whatever things that come up, you are always there to take on the challenge. So, Dai, you are a very good role model for all of us you know, to uh, follow and to emulate because you have done wonders. Thank you, Dai, for sharing. And of course, Kali as well, you have uh, talked about very interesting topic about the neural pathway, and that is really very interesting. And of course, Annette, uh, my heart goes to you as well because, uh, you know, for having that intention to get your students to connect. And uh, that is really very beautiful to, you know, to, to think about others and how you want to get others to be with themselves all the time. Uh, so thank you for sharing. Uh, as for myself, um, I have a very interesting relationship, uh, not an easy relationship, but a very difficult relationship. Um, I used to cry nonstop because I didn't know how to handle my emotions. I never have thought that somebody could be so abusive, you know, emotionally or whatever. Um, and I, was, I always thought that initially that it was my problem. It could be my problem that I was that because people put you down and say, you are a lousy mother, you are this and you are that and that and so on. So I, I was not taught how to handle emotions but I did a lot of meditation. And what you said, Kali, is very true because the meditational practice actually helps because the, medical, uh, the meditational practice gets one to go deep inside oneself to actually reflect and to understand better. Having said so, that's all theory, okay? For me, I mean, it's theory because, um, yeah, I've learned about meditation, but yet I was not able to handle my emotions until one day uh, that I found that whatever a person said is based from his or her own perceptions and has nothing to do with me. And that woke me up. Because a person with low self-esteem will actually put you down. And that is based on the person's own perception of how he or she sees the world. From that day onwards, whatever's being said doesn't hurt me anymore. And in fact, deep down, that person becomes the greatest teacher because the person has just demonstrated what's inside the person's mind. And, um, and that is a wake-up call for me. And that's how I handled my emotional uh, turbulence or whatever. 
and it also develops a sense of compassion because the person who actually said all the nasty things was actually suffering. And that's why those verbal abuse or those languages come out is based on the person's internal reference that she or he had when they were young or when they were small or whatever could have happened. So uh, therefore, Annette, um, I can also truly connect with your students because students will never ever want to share their emotions for the fear of being judged, especially with parents and with toxic people around who have already judged them. And the minute if they were to verbalize their emotions, they could be put down or they could be judged and they would feel even marginalized and therefore they prefer to keep it to themselves. So yeah, you have Dai and you have Kali here who are so open and so beautiful here that you can reach out. So thank you for sharing. Thank you, Chinti. I, I always value your perception and I value it I value it because of it's you, but I also value it because I know that you come from a very different culture than I come from. And I'm always intrigued to hear the background of the culture in between the words you say. And I, and I, it makes me listen to you more intently. But then, and then on a, 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 a sort of more of a physical level, I'd like to make two comments. And that is that I, I still have a lot of challenges every day. Life still happens. And my, you know, I, I just, I try to keep myself aware that I don't have to do this by myself. That is my key for me. And the other point that I want to make is that, um, I don't know where, I've, had, I've been on three webinars this morning. It's only 11 o'clock or whatever it is, whatever, whatever time it is. But somewhere today I was talking about that. I was talking about um, a, a routine or a ritual that we used to have around our dining room table when our kids were little. And I used to call it, I feel like saying. And in that, um, I learned that when our kids used to talk about other kids bullying them or somebody said something mean or what came out of my mouth one day, and I think my, one of my kids was like 11 or 12 or something, I said to her, whatever comes out of somebody else's mouth belongs to them. It didn't belong to you. And that was a revelation for me. And I still reminded them when they now, when in their 40s, when they turn to me and treat me like a piece of dirt because they are going through something. I just look at them and they know, oh, that's mine, not yours. I don't have to say anything. And I think that that's the, the, the magnificence of the consistency right there. So thank you so much for your comments. Adai. You, um, as you mentioned, we have uh, challenges. Uh, I think that's where you become so strong. Yeah, you, all of us have challenges every time, and it is those challenges that make who we are right now. Because uh, without those challenges, we may not have the experiences uh, to be able to connect or to help others. And you definitely die have so many interesting challenges. Uh, that's why you are who you are right now able to help others and able to connect with others. So thank you, Dai. But I wouldn't, I, I don't see myself strong. Oh. I see myself oh. as a woman, a mom, a grandma, a wife, hmm. attempting yeah. to be present in my everyday life. It's, that's, I, I don't see myself as a strong person. 
uh, well, words. maybe definition of strengthen in this case, because I die when you said earlier, the attempt to see yourself at that particular specific moment, that is the strength. Because when you rest to yourself in that particular specific moment, you don't think of yourself, you don't think of the other, you're only resting at that very specific moment. The moment of peace, the, the moment of being able to connect, and that is the precious moment. Yes. And that is very powerful, actually. It is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a comment to add to that. Kelly, what's your comment, baby? I disagree. <laughs> I disagree with you in the sense that you are strong. Yeah. And you are emotionally present. Mm -hmm. and you are emotionally resilient, and that is strength. And what Ching Ting said so beautifully is that you have a daily routine and you go out of your way and i know this because we often send pictures of the beautiful natural spaces that we're in in the morning look at my path this morning look at my fridge right and you do create the time and space that allows you to let go of the challenges and the difficulties that rise on a daily level by grounding your feet in the wet sand every day in the ocean. We know that that's scientifically proven to balance your body. And if your body is balanced, the chemistry is more balanced. And if the chemistry is more balanced, you are more able to be able to respond to a situation versus reacting to a situation. So I think, although I absolutely adore how humble you are at times, you need to own the fact that you are a strong woman because you are, yeah, yeah totally, totally. You are a strong woman because not only are you doing everything that you can to be present in your life, but you, you're, you have a leadership role and you are showing how how others can do what you have done. And that takes ultimate courage, ultimate courage. And, um, and Di has published several books as well. And um, the vulnerability and the courage to, that it takes, um, my dad beautifully said it, you know, in the opening speech of my book launch, that you know when you when you publish something you put it out there for the world to love or criticize you got no control of that they're going to throw you rotten tomatoes or they're going to throw you flowers and that takes courage and leading with courage and with love and with intention is what the world needs right now and that, that is huge huge massive feminine strength it is masculine strength. Mm. And I'm humble. And I like that. And I think there's more that we, we need more role models. Mm. But thank you for acknowledging that. Of course. Both of you. Beautiful. Thank you. So who has a final word before we go because this has been such a beautiful conversation again such a beautiful conversation 
And I actually will read this one. You're thinking about a final word. Regina has written, I love the conversation today and having Andy here was a great addition. I've been truly exploring heart-centered and enlightened music lately. So I'm looking forward to hearing your music. Again, what a lovely conversation with Kelly and Di as well. My heart is open. Beautiful. I don't know what happened to, to Andy. She's dropped off. So we're not able to hear her music. Um, I would love that. Maybe we can get her to record something and we put it in the Global Women's Voice group. That would be beautiful. Yeah. So who's got a final word before we sign off today? I'll go. I'll go. Me. Go. You go. Um, I think I'm... From a personal perspective, because my morning was so incredibly challenging and the, it's not even like a 180, it's sort of like a different dimension that I'm on right now. Um, once again, like the importance of that connection without agenda and how incredibly healing and magical and inspiring and how that can just shift your entire perspective to make life so beautifully rich and heart-centered it's just so like so incredibly valuable so valuable We're all shaking our heads because, yes, to, to carve out this time and we're all busy. It's not as if we've got nothing else to do. And this will go, this goes into a replay. And Regina is about to put it into a podcast, which is very exciting. So we have more than enough content to go into the podcast and then of course we'll be able to be playing that while we're creating another dimension in 2021 so it's really exciting nobody else has got anything else to say thank you so much everybody for being here today beautiful conversation and i hope that you're taking away a something a physical something that you can now put into your life from today. Because it's all great to be talking about this, but what can you actually physically now take? Thank you all so much for your time. Thank Bye you. For Bye for now.